Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study. If you remember last week, we were looking at the matter of eating the scroll in Ezekiel chapter 3. And God was challenging us then that the reason why we need to eat the word of God is for our own spiritual nourishment. And the need for us to be deliberate at it and not be casual. The same way, if you are hungry, you are very deliberate about what you eat. You get up and get the food. You don't sit down wishfully thinking that you your hunger will be satisfied. You have to um, get up and get food. And the same thing applies this in the spiritual as well god is expecting us that we will be deliberate of our own spiritual nourishment and that was why that scripture in ezekiel chapter 3 from verse 1 there was a direct instruction to eat the scroll and it wasn't a physical instruction god is giving us it's a spiritual instruction so that we can be nourished. And we are going to be doing that even in a, some form this evening um, by looking at the Word of God. So let's, as a continuation of that instruction, let's look at um, the benefits of eating spiritual food regularly with Jesus. What are the benefits? Is God just calling us to sit and study scriptures just for the sake of study? No. We want to examine some benefits now. Okay, no. So let's look at uh, the story. Okay, said no. We look at Luke chapter 10. We want to read that story again. And I thank God that the word of God is ever giving. It, it never expires. Everything on earth can expire and lose its value. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, yes. Yeah. Verse 38 to 42. Yes. We'll read that and then we'll trust God to study it together. So, who is there? Can um, Abigail read that scripture for us? Luke chapter 10, 38 to 42. Yep. I'll just find it. Luke 10. What's happening? Where's your picture? Oh, the picture quality is just really bad. I can turn it on then. Turn it on. Okay. Why do you say the quality is bad? At least I can see your face. Oh, yeah. Okay, Luke 10, yes. Okay, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you were worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. May God grant us fresh understanding as we examine his word in here. So, we know this story. We know it inside out. And... You know, it's important we, like I always encourage, that we approach the Word of God with an open heart so that we can dig deeper into His mind and what He wants us to understand. The Bible says that Jesus entered a certain village and Martha opened unto him a house. 
ترانسلیشن هم بگیر روی بازی نیو King James says here that a setting let me read it it says a setting woman from Vastatiet named Martha received him into her home another translation used the word welcomed Another transition is the word opened her house to Jesus. And beloved brethren, you will agree with me that anytime Jesus goes somewhere, at least, at least his disciples will go with him. At least. If the crowd is not going with him, at least his disciples will go with him. And what does that mean? If Jesus was welcomed into Martha's house, automatically, 12 men were also welcomed. So, if you notice, like you know in that story, they were welcomed into the house, and Martha was preparing food. So, she was preparing food for at least... Jesus and the 12, making 13, at least. But there's something I want us to take note of. That every time you welcome Jesus into your home, you are not only welcoming Jesus, you are also also welcoming his followers. So when the Bible says, Martha welcomed Jesus, he, she was also welcoming his followers. And the same thing applies to me and you. If we welcome Jesus, the sign that we are welcoming Jesus is that you are welcoming other Christians. You are welcoming other believers. You are going to be hospitable to other believers, other followers of Jesus. And, you know, we shouldn't take it for granted. In as much as we are brethren, some people find it difficult to host people. Some people find it... Maybe it's because you might be too near to my... Sit they find it stress. They find it stressful to, to host people. And, you know, this is a quiet call to us that at the end of the day once we say we welcome Jesus, we welcome his followers. I can never forget when we were organizing a meeting here and it was a retreat meeting and it was very interesting that we made arrangements for the speaker to come and stay in our house, <coughs> his wife. And interestingly, we ended up posting, I can't remember now, how many people? <laughs> you know, in this, you know the, the plan was the speaker and his wife, who, the brother who came to speak at the meeting and his wife, but do you know? Do you find the interesting thing? Other brethren came for the meeting. They came for the teaching meeting. So instead of us preparing food for only the speaker and his wife, all the other brethren came. And if we, if it was interesting because that day, people were not only sitting in the lounge, they were also eating in the conservatory. You know, so it's just to point to the fact that once you invite Jesus into your home, be ready and you know that you are inviting other believers. We don't have an option. Except you don't want to invite Jesus into your home. 
except you don't want to be hospitable. Being hospitable means you are actually following Jesus. You, you, you can't run away from it. And we saw here, and the Bible said, Martha opened, welcomed him into her house. Now, you see, as I read that, it, that was very challenging, very instructive to my soul. But you see, the Bible now went on to describe her sister. So Martha welcomed Jesus into her home. But the Bible said in verse 39, she had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. So the Bible is qualifying what Martha and Mary was doing. So, of course, if Mary stayed with Martha, Mary will also welcome Jesus, isn't it? That's the assumption. But beyond welcoming Jesus, look at what Mary did. The Bible said she sat down and heard his word. Excuse me, does it mean that Martha did not sit down and hear Jesus? Let's discuss. Does it mean that Martha, who welcomed Jesus into our home, was not spending time at Jesus' feet and heard his word? And hearing his word. Eh? Does it mean that? You see, when I read that, I was touched because is this Martha who welcomed Jesus but did not have time to engage with Jesus because she was busy running up and down organizing the food. Now, let's, let's look at another scripture. Is this a pattern for Martha? I suspect yes. So let's look at another scripture. Look at John chapter 12. Is it John 12? Yes, I think. Look at John 12. Somebody should read better. Can you read verse 1 and verse 2 for me? John 12, verse 1 and verse 2. Remember, we are looking at Martha. Is this a pattern for her? Yes, read please. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Please read verse 3. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard and expensive perfume. An expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And Martha... Okay. Yes. Lovely. Now, do you notice something similar between those scriptures, this scripture we just read, and the um, Luke chapter 10 scripture we read? Abigail, Bethel, I want you to help us. What is the similarity between Mary and Martha in John 12 and Mary and Martha in Luke 11? Yes. So in both cases, Martha was serving people and rushing around to get food and things. Yes. Um, Mary was at Jesus' feet. So Mary was also at, you know, I was thinking it was only when Jesus came to visit that time. But look at what Mary was doing. She was also at Jesus' feet. Do you understand? Martha was doing what Martha does, running up and down. The Bible said, and Martha served. Mary was at Jesus' feet. I'm discovering that God wants to help us. That's why he's showing us these two characters. Mary at Jesus' feet. And look at what she did. The Bible says she took a pound of very costly oil or sparkner and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. That was what Mary, Mary 
normally sits at Jesus' feet. She knew the feet of Jesus because she's always sitting there. And when she wanted to pour her life savings on Jesus, where did she pour it, please? She poured it at his feet. Martha did what Martha normally does. What does she normally do? She served. But if you go back to that Luke chapter 10, the challenging thing for us, like we have discussed previously, and you know, is that Mary sat down at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha welcomed Jesus. The question is, has she been here, has Martha been hearing Jesus' word? As Martha heard Jesus. You can know if Martha hears Jesus. You can know. If you look at the story of when Lazarus died. Eh? Do you remember the story of when Lazarus died? In, in, where is that scripture again? Luke. Is this? Yes. No, is it? No, sorry. John. John 11, sorry. John 11. Let's look at John 11. Just to show you if Martha heard Jesus or is used to hearing Jesus. John 11. Look at it. Let's go down to the... We go straight to the story. Now, the Bible said in verse... Um. When Jesus had come to meet Mary and Martha. Just look at it. Let's start reading. The Bible said in verse 20. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Are you hearing? Are you following? Verse 24. Martha said to him, I know you will rise again in the day, in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, who came into the world. Now, beloved brethren, let's look at this conversation. Remember, we want to find out, does Martha normally hear Jesus? Is she used to conversing with Jesus? Is she used to a relationship communion with Jesus? Look at this instruction. Look at this conversation. Martha said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Eh? What did Martha answer? I know he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Excuse me. Is that what Jesus was referring to? Do you understand? So we see here, that was not what Jesus was referring to. Look again. Jesus now wanted to make her understand. Read. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live again. He shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Look at what she said. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ. Excuse me. <laughs> Is that the answer to the question? Yes, Lord, I believe you are the Christ, son of the living God who came into the world. Is that the answer to the question, do you believe this? Do you see what the Bible is trying to teach us? Yes. Do you see what the Bible is trying to teach us? Is Martha used to listening to Jesus? Now, I hope we can establish. You see, we are, God is showing us this so that we will not be like Martha. 
who jumps quickly at the conclusion without listening to Jesus. Now, let's look at Mary. Let's see if Mary listens to Jesus. Do you understand? We want to check. Mary that sits at Jesus' feet, does she listen to Jesus? Let's check. Go to John chapter 12. The John 12 we just left. Let's, let's look at it together. John 12. Now, we should, let's keep reading. I want, I want us to read that story because um, can Abigail read verse 4 down to verse 8 for us? Yes. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, uh, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? Is It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was the thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Excuse me. Did you hear what Jesus said there? Jesus said, leave her alone. Why did Jesus say they should leave Mary alone? It was because Judas hypocritically thought that Mary pouring that expensive perfume on the feet of Jesus was a waste. Can we, can we establish a spiritual principle now? There is nothing you do for Jesus that is a waste. If you pour your whole life, look at what Mary did here. This was, you can class it as her savings. Judas who is used to money, he already knew what it was. He said, this is what, please. What does, um, it? I think, which translation talks about a year's wages? What Mary was doing? Let me, let me look at it. Yes, another, some translation says about a year's wages for a worker. What she poured at Jesus' feet was equivalent of one whole year's salary. She just poured it. Uh, George, if yes. you work it out, so so uh, so it was roughly three hundred denarii. Yeah. So, do you know how much denarii they had to feed the five thousand? They said feed feed the five thousand. How much? Two hundred. Two hundred exactly. So it's more than actually to feed the five thousand. So, so yeah. So, so a denarii, one denarii, was roughly a day's wage. Yes. So it wasn't completely like a year's wage. It was just slightly less than that. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of money. It's an extreme loss of money. Extremely. Yes. Exactly. I agree. Extremely. It's a lot. That was. But look at what Mary did. She poured everything on Jesus. And yes, some scholars have stated that that was her dowry. <laughs> no, because that, that, that's where the only place to get the money from. So essentially, just yes, because if that's her dowry for, for yeah, so so that means what she's saying. If I spend all my dowry on Jesus, what does that mean? I am married to Jesus. Yeah, I am only married to Jesus. Is it it? Yeah. Yes. I can, I, I'm married to Jesus. That's what she's saying. The money that you use as dowry, instead of it going somewhere else, I pour it on Jesus. And she poured everything on him. And people called it, Judas called it a waste. Excuse me. Let me just, let's establish here. There is nobody that pours his life, pours his time, pours his resources, on Jesus, that's a waste. 
Now, I'm trusting that God will help us and give us faith to believe it. Because you see, when she poured that fragrant oil, what happened? The Bible said the whole house was filled with the smell. I am discovering a spiritual principle here. If I want the fragrance of Jesus to smell and affect people, what's the Bible telling me? What's the Bible teaching me? Keep pouring your life on Jesus. Keep pouring your resources on Jesus. Keep pouring your time on Jesus. Keep pouring your gifts on Jesus. Keep pouring your money on Jesus. That is what this is teaching me. Your abilities, your gifts, your talents, your passion, your heart, pour it on Jesus. And as you pour it, what's going to happen? The fragrance will spread. I don't know if it has happened to you before. I've been there once and it happens a lot. Whereby a perfume bottle breaks in a room and that whole perfume spills and the smell even if you do not touch the perfume and that perfume was not sprayed on you the smell stays with you why because you were in the same room when that perfume bottle broke so excuse me all the guests that were at supper that day excuse me when they get up from there will they be smelling of chips will they be smelling of um, pork or roast beef what would they be smelling of this? They'll be smelling of Mary's perfume. That is what happens when a life pours is poured out onto Jesus. Look at Martha. What was she doing, please? Serving. Isn't it? Excuse me. How much of the ice cream smell we go with the guests that day? How much of the roast beef smell we go with the guests that day? It is the smell of the perfume of Mary that those guests will carry out. Once they get out, they will say, ah, excuse me, you, you smell nice. Oh, yes, it's Mary's perfume. Excuse me, did she pour the perfume on them? No, she poured it where? On Jesus. May God grant us understanding. These are spiritual principles. That honestly, if God can help us apply it to our lives, the fragrance of Jesus will smell and affect people. Now, remember, we came to this scripture because we wanted to establish, does Mary hear Jesus? Like we've established matter. Hmm? Now, look at the story. Let's go on. The Bible said, Judas questioned and thank God. Look at what the you see. I, I, I get afraid every time I read this scripture. Should I tell you why? Look at what the Bible said in verse 5. Why was this fragrant oil? This was Judas. Why was this fragrant oil sold for 300, not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Verse 6 now said, This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And had the money box. And he used to take what was put in it. Excuse me. Do you see the ex, the, the, the exposure of Judas's hypocrisy? He said this. Not that he loved the poor. That's why for me. I need to be careful. Whatever spiritual work. Or spiritual passion I have. I must be careful. Is that passion true or is it fake? For Judas, it was fake. And is it the fakeness, if I'm allowed to use it, has been exposed here. He said this, not that he cared for the poor. If we do not serve God genuinely, we'll be found out. You can see Judas. He did not say this because he loved the poor or because he wanted to help the poor. He wanted to help his pockets. May God help us. Now, look at how Jesus said it in verse 7. That's where we want to look at. The Bible said, Jesus said it, said, let her alone. She has kept 
this perfume for the day of my burial. For the poor you will have with you always, but me you do not have always. And let's examine what Jesus was saying there. Leave I alone. Do you know if Mary had consulted with Martha before pouring this perfume, do you think she would have done it? Look at what Mary did. Leave her alone. That's what Jesus said. And I'm praying that you understand that Mary just went and poured this expensive perfume. Now, in those days, what did they use the perfume for? They used the perfume to embalm and 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 rub on the bodies of of the of the dead. They anoint the body of the dead so that the body will not smell. Excuse me. Mary was going to use her perfume that she saved to embalm Jesus. But Jesus told her, don't waste your time. If you are going to pour the perfume, pour it now. Because you will not see my body to anoint. My body would have resurrected before you even have time to come and anoint it. I pray you understand. Mary could only get that information where, please? At the feet of Jesus. It is people who sit at Jesus' feet that will get the secrets of Jesus. It is people who sit down and hear his word that we know what Jesus wants. Look at what Jesus said there. Leave her alone. She has kept this perfume for the day of my burial. She kept it for the day of the burial. But Mary knew my Jesus is going to resurrect. I will not see a body to anoint. So, let me anoint the body now. Excuse me. Are you also part of those Christians that always procrastinate? God is telling you to do something now. You are saying, Lord, don't worry. When I am 24, I will do it. When I become, when I clock 60, I will do it. Lord, when I become 75 years, I will do it. What is Mary doing here? Jesus told her. And this is, as I study the word of God, the question I'm asking myself is, how did Mary know that Jesus will not be there for her to anoint? Is it not from regular communion? Is it not from interacting with Jesus? Is it not from doing that? And Mary heard those things from Jesus. And she decided to act on it. You will not, Jesus was standing here. You will not see my body to anoint. I would have resurrected. Mary said, what? If that's the case, I am anointing you today. If that's the case, why am I saving this perfume? For what? I might as well anoint you now. What is this teaching us? The more we commune with him, you will hear divine secrets. The very mind of God and what he wants you to do. Once you hear it, the the glorious thing that is, you will act on it. Look at Mary. Mary acted on what Jesus said. Yes. Yeah, and I was going to say that that was the last week of Jesus' life. If you read the rest of John, yeah, the next chapter, he washed his disciples' feet and he talked to them. And then he went into Jerusalem and on and on till, you know, mm. he was betrayed and, and he died. So. Mm. Wonderful. You see, God will help us. You see, that's why it is not a waste of time. Sitting down at Jesus' feet and hearing his word. It's not a waste of time. The more you do that, you will notice that the very few things you do for God will make make maximum impact 
you will not be like Martha, who is just going up and down. Yes, she served, but excuse me, I don't, I, I did not hear any deep thing she did. I did not, you see, outside those two, those two encounters in John and in and in um, and in Luke. Those encounters with Jesus. Did we see anything else? You see, even the conversation, you see, it touched me again. Look at the Luke conversation Jesus had with Mary, with Martha. Let's go back to Luke chapter 10. The Bible said, just, just read, let's read it. The Bible said in verse 39, Sorry, verse 40. But Martha was distracted with much serving. Do you see? And she approached Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care? My sister has left me to serve alone. Do you hear what the Bible said? Martha was distracted. You know, in verse 39, they said, Mary sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But immediately you go into verse 40. The Bible said, but, what does but mean? But means there is a change in direction. The Bible said, but Martha was distracted. If I am not going to be distracted in life, I need to do what Mary was doing. If I am not going to be distracted from truly serving Jesus, and obeying his word. I need to do what Mary was doing. The Holy Spirit is telling us, yes, Martha invited and welcomed Jesus into her home. But she took her eyes off Jesus. She was distracted. That's what the Bible is saying. But Martha was distracted. With much serving. And you know, as I read it, I'm thinking, but was Martha not serving Jesus? Was Martha not preparing the food for Jesus? Excuse me. This is just a quiet instruction to us. You can be running around doing Christian activity, but you are actually distracted from the Lord of the Christian activity. If I start doing all the running around, I can be distracted from the person I am meant to be serving. I know it looks very paradoxical, but it's the truth. That you can actually be doing Christian activity, but you have been distracted from the Lord. I'm praying that God will grant us understanding. that I will be very conscious of what is happening here. The Bible says she was distracted with more serving. It was because she was distracted with more serving, she went to Jesus and said, Jesus, don't you care? Excuse me, I want to ask you a question. How can Jesus, you invited, you welcomed him into your house? Will Jesus not care? He said, Jesus, don't you care? You are allowing this girl sit down to do Bible study while me, I'm cooking in the kitchen. Now, Jesus wanted to address this. <sighs> Jesus said to Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. When you don't hear the word of God, you'll be worried and troubled about many things. When you don't hear when you don't see that Jesus with and hear his word, you'll be troubled and worried about many things. The Bible said, Jesus continued, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. When Jesus finished making that statement, did we hear a response from Martha? Did we hear, oh, Jesus, 
ah, that's true. I need to come and sit down and hear you too. We didn't hear anything. Everything was, after that story, it ended with a full stop. That chapter. It, 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 am I, I can just, let me just assume, I may be wrong. She just got up and said, oh, Jesus, well, she went off again to continue serving. Yes, Kevin. I think it's really good what you said before about the fact that the chances are that the 12 disciples were with him. Mm. So they're also very rich. I'm not sure she was in the kitchen. I'm not sure she was in the kitchen, but she was doing the hostess part, whatever that meant. Yes. And it seems like she was more concerned about taking care of the other guests Mm. as much as she was of Jesus in that way. And Mm. as you say, we do everything unto the Lord. Mm. And if we start serving man, it doesn't go well. It Mm. doesn't go well. Um, And of course, we don't have a physical Jesus here. Yes. So it's a bit harder for us to, to yeah. make that distinction, that choice sort of thing. But equally, when we do serve people, we can do it unto the Lord or we can do it exactly. unto them uh, and, and all that goes with that. And, um, and it is interesting what you said there about Martha, that she was given the invite and she chose to carry on doing what she was doing, which was mm-hmm. serving the people serving the others and and if this is the same story which it looks like it is you know the same event because he went to they were good friends of his so he he could have been there a number of times but it does mention in you know one of them about Lazarus it doesn't mention him specifically in the other one but it does mean because Lee Chi was asking where's Lazarus and it told (laughs) us in John 12 that Lazarus was with them so she's not even consulting her brother or anything you know she's got the courage to go to Jesus which is amazing Yes. Speak to him like that, as you say, when he's their guest as well, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So there's a real, there's a real problem. There's a real problem yeah. in you this see, conversation. The, the way I see it is, if I'm not used to talking to Jesus, when I now want to talk to him, I might say the wrong thing. I will not engage him properly. Don't you care, Jesus? My sister, is sitting down doing Bible study with you, and me, I am in the kitchen organizing the desserts. Don't you care? Now, Jesus was now trying to call her attention and say, Wait, don't be worried about dessert and many things. Mary has chosen the good part. Indirectly, Jesus was saying, Come and sit down too and hear what I'm saying. But we didn't hear any response. You know, if you look at John. John um, John 12. It was interesting to me. You know, you talked about Lazarus. The Bible said Lazarus sat down with Jesus at the table. And if you look at the end of that story, it was so touching that people came to see Lazarus as well, who Jesus raised from the dead. Let's go there. Let me not paraphrase too much. John chapter 12. Look at verse 9. Now, a great many of the Jews, so John 12 from verse 9, a great many of the Jews knew he was there. And they came, not for Jesus' sake only, hallelujah, but that they may also see Lazarus. Do you see? They did not come to see Jesus only, but they may also see Lazarus. Excuse me. Do you know that principle has not changed, even in this world? People will not come to see Jesus only. They want to see the product of Jesus. You are under the spotlight as well. They want to check you out. The same way they came to check Lazarus out, whom Jesus has raised from the dead. Have you not been raised from the dead? You have. The world, we also want to check you out. Is this faith real or is it fake? Is this Jesus thing real or is it just a facade? They will want to check you out. And excuse me, there's also another person that wants to check you out, the devil. Look at verse 10. But the chief priest plotted to put Lazarus to death also. <laughs> As they were planning to put Jesus to death also, 
Lazarus was also on their hit list. Yeah. Why? Because and uh, on account of him, hallelujah, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. Do you know that principle has not changed even today? On account of you, people are meant to come to know Jesus. So what's the devil doing? Let's kill his faith. Let's kill our faith. So that on account of him, many people will not come to know Jesus. On account of you, many people will not come to know Jesus. So as they were planning to kill Jesus, so that people will not believe, they said, this man that Jesus raised from the dead, I think it is only wise for us to put him to death too. So that people will not come to know Jesus through him. Because they came to see Lazarus. Is it true? Is he raised from the dead? It's the same thing for me and you. You two are under the spotlight. Don't think the devil will sit down and say, don't. Thank God for his life. Anyway, he knows Jesus, so let's leave him alone. You are a target. The same way I am a target. Why? Because on account of us, God is planning that people will know Jesus through our lives. I'm praying that God will give us understanding. Yes, Kevin. So, you know, the way that they try to kill us off is quite, might be interesting to actually give some examples of that. You know, mm. the sort of thing they'll get, they'll sort of say, oh, yeah, but we know what you were like and, uh, you know, what you do. And, uh, you know, you got angry the other day or yes. you, you did this or you did that. Yeah. And unfortunately, because we, many people think that, um, or many people try to pretend that they're perfect. Christians have to be perfect, which of yeah. course, is not true, but and uh, there are many that are wow. reporting that that they have to be mm. perfect, or we have to be perfect, otherwise we lose our salvation, yes. or we, or they weren't saved in the first place, or um, or what other sort of things were, were raised. and and unfortunately, a lot of people try to pretend they're better than what they are, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where they are, and uh, that's not good good either, and. Um, but, you know, these are all the ways. And, but of course, the worst thing is that all those attempts to look perfect or to be, or not to be perfect, that's okay, but to pretend to be perfect is completely the, the contrary to the gospel, to exactly. the good news. I, and then I, the more we try to defend it that way, the, the, least, the, lesser, the, the less effective it is. The yes. Less the is. Can I just show you, you know, you've raised a very important point. And I just want to show you something that touched me as I read it. They came to see Lazarus, yes. But if you look at verse 1 of that same John 1, the Bible is John 12. It says, then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. Now, verse 2. There, they made him a supper. And Martha said, but Lazarus, was one of those who sat at the table with him. Excuse me. How were those people going to see Lazarus? Lazarus had to be sitting down with Jesus at the table. What does that teach me? If I am going to be alive, I have to be sitting down with Jesus. Remember, the Bible said they, they came to Jesus. Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus who was, who had been dead. He was dead, but he's not alive. But alive in whom? Alive where? He was sitting with Jesus. So just to answer the point, Lazarus can only be alive if he's with Jesus. You understand? I cannot be alive on my own. I'm only alive because of Jesus. So when people say, oh, we know no man is perfect. You misbehaved the other day. Yes, but I am alive with Jesus. It's only on the account of Jesus I'm alive. I can't be alive on my own. I don't have the life. It's Jesus that has given me the life. And because he's alive, I am alive. That's why when the Bible said, 
he, he sat at the table with him. So what's the Bible teaching me there? For me to be alive, I need to be with him. I need to sit down with him. I need to eat with him. I need to walk with him. That is the only sure way of victory. That's the only way I can be alive. I can't be alive on my own. When Lazarus was raised from the dead, Jesus told the people, he said, loosing, he was still bound in burial clothes. He said, loose him and let him go. I thought he would just go on his own and be going on his own journey. No, he stayed and he has been with Jesus. When Jesus is around, Lazarus is dead. May God give us understanding. May God make us realize that you cannot be alive in yourself. You have to be with Jesus. You have to walk with Jesus. You have to eat and dine with Jesus. When the instruction came last week that we should eat the scroll, this is how to this is how to be alive in Jesus. I trust that God will help us. So we'll make it a prayer point. Oh God, help me that I will be like Mary who sat down at Jesus' feet, heard his word, and not only heard his word, she obeyed what she heard. I will not be quick to just jump and be going up and down doing things when I have not received and heard from Jesus. And we saw it in the lap of Mary. That we will not procrastinate obedience. We will not take a survey before we obey God. <laughs> Imagine Mary discussing with Judas and saying, actually, I want to pour this whole perfume on Jesus. And Judas saying, what? What, what do you want to do? That's the waste. Imagine Mary consulting, doing survey. No. Mary said, Lord Jesus, I'm going to pour everything on you because pouring everything on you can never be a waste. May we realize that when we pour our lives on Jesus, it is not a waste. When we pour our resources, when we dedicate our heart and our passion, our energy on Jesus, it is not a waste, please. That fragrance will smell and affect people beyond your imagination. May God grant us understanding. So we'll pray about that. Come and join Pastor George's Bible study at 8 p.m. 